0: no yes is it recording who cares let's do it right. yeah man thanks for uh i've, I've had been p- having people bail left and right the last week i mean i get it people have jobs and shit and they get sick but because i'm a selfish asshole i'm like why would you bail on me so uh yeah man so um tpc one tpc fee tbc 137 available on all the bitches uh, youtube vimeo spotify blah, 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 blah my buddy Phil be
1: everywhere you get your information where
0: you get your fucking information you can even morse code you want it in morse code I'll make yeah. it happen smoke signals I got you
1: if you're in solitary somewhere and you need to get it we will tap on a pipe whatever fuck takes.
0: yeah I have braille whatever you need man uh-huh. fucking backwards latin demonic chanting no we will not do that because we don't support don't satanic cults. But, no. except for that, we got you. <laughs> so, yeah. My buddy Phil, yeah. So, we're, you did a podcast with me the other day, and we were talking about, towards the end, you we were talking about mushroom hunting. And at first, I thought you were just kind of, like, making shit up. You were saying, like, weird words and stuff. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, those yeah. are actual Morel and chanterelle. And I was like, oh, these are actual. And I kept listening to it. I don't know why. There's something about it that was just kind of mesmerizing. I don't know why. It's just one of those things you can't put a finger on. And I looked it up, and it was like, yeah, it's like morels are like, why are these sought after? It was what what is special about them? How'd you get into it? I, I, There's gonna be less of me talking and more of you talking. I just I'm just curious. What what, what is uh, that's, mushroom hunting? That's a, good,
1: that's a good question. Uh, morels are quite tasty, but for me, um, and they're quite expensive if you buy them at the store. So that I think that uh, allures some people. Like, oh, they're valuable. It must be good. But um, for me, I just like being out in the forest. I love it. And any reason to get out in the forest is, is awesome. And if it's if you add like a scavenger hunt element to it, it makes it just like, I don't know, 100 times more fun. And uh, so what happened was... Uh, I have some friends that were mushroom hunters, and eventually they uh, invited me to go with them. And then I saw this one guy was that was a friend of mine was like obsessed with morels and going in and uh, finding them up in the mountains. There's like basically. Three kinds of rails around forests, but we're over here in the Pacific Northwest, and they um, don't—they don't grow that plentifully. So uh, the only way you can really get them in plentiful numbers is to go to an area where there was a forest fire the year before or the previous year. And what happens is they have a mycorrhizal relationship with the tree, which means that they. They uh, live in symbiosis with certain kinds of trees, and mostly like evergreens, Douglas firs, or uh, uh, maybe cedar stuff like that. But um, evergreens, and and when there's a forest fire, it kills all the trees in that area, and then the mushroom will detect that its its uh, buddy up there has died, mm-hmm. and so it will use all the remaining energy that's left in the underground blanket, which they call the mycelium. Mm-hmm. It'll use all the rest of its energy it has stored in there to create fruits to spread its seed okay. far and wide one last time. And they actually don't have seeds. They have spores. But uh, that's the, the general um, chemistry of it. So you'll uh, what how we'll approach it is when the time comes, which is like late May into June, uh, around here, and maybe into July if you're lucky, and it's that, just that kind of year, and we'll look up the – the burns that we had the previous year and uh, also the year before that if just a sort of a backup but generally you want the uh, the burns from a year before and we'll look at where the burn was if is it on pump yes okay that's cool we can go there is it on uh is it accessible like is there a four by four track or something that goes up there okay like do we have a four by four that can get there or are we just like in the minivan and then uh, how close can we get and oh is it only three miles away that we can hike three miles but if the topography goes like this for Mm -hmm. like two thousand feet that's going to be an all-day hike so that's not going to work either so you have kind of have to plan out, out the topography that way and you can also look at the maps and see if there's some water in there if there's a stream or if there's been rain that's always really helpful but a lot of times uh in these areas that we're going they're sort of east of of the pass from seattle so they're dry areas anyway once you get east of the mountain passes it gets real dry real quick and uh it's towns, like if you, if anyone out there wants to look up like areas that we go, it's like Leavenworth, uh, Wenatchee. Um, these are like mountain towns, and then uh, we'll start looking out there, and hopefully you find some. That's the one. That's the one major kind around here is the, the burn morel, and then they also have what you call forest morels, which are also known as naturals. And those are bigger, but they're much harder to find, uh, many fold exponentially more rare. So uh, I found a bunch one time when I was with my friend and he was in the burn area and I was in this adjacent area that didn't burn. And I found like maybe a couple dozen big, like kind of big ones mm-hmm. are like the size of my hand almost. And he was finding like these little ones in them because th- those are the are like are And I was like, yeah, I just, I found them over there. I was new and I didn't know that you had to stay in the burn area. And he was like, I think those are, those are naturals. Those are forest morels. And that's about as many as most people find in a lifetime. He found in an afternoon. And that's just one of those beginner's love sort of story. And there's also such thing that like I'll see every year uh, around this time on uh, like beginning of the summer on mushroom forums online is landscaping morels so a lot of times when there's landscaping that happens there's uh morels will just pop up like in totally suburban areas and i'm not exactly sure why and i've, I've only ever seen them in person once landscaping morels but i've seen them in the, in the message boards a uh, tons of times to where it would make me think oh man they're out there everywhere because the Facebook group has tons of landscaping morels, but I used to be a landscaper, and so I'd go to dozens of different yards, and I only saw them in a yard one single time. So it's pretty dang rare. And I guess in addition to that, there is um, there is one more kind of morel. What do they call that? The, uh, I don't know. It's escaping me right now. But what is that other
0: forest? There's natural yeah, fire natural burns landscape
1: yeah i think i covered those are all the major ones but they can pop up from time to time elsewhere too.
0: so so what is it like what is it about
1: like, sure are they delicious
0: is it just like a a human created value? i guess all values human created but
1: and, yeah and totally the, i mean they taste really good but but it's not; it doesn't change your life yeah. when you, you eat them. I think what it is it's a scarcity thing. Like they're kind of they're hard to find, and then because they're so laborious to get your hands on, they they're expensive. Mm-hmm. So because they're expensive, people are like oh they must be they must be really good, and they are really good. But they're not worth fifty dollars a pound like they are when they first hit the market, and yeah. it, they eventually go down. But it's rare to see them anything less and $20 a pound. And that's pretty dang expensive for mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, I, for me, it's just uh, it's when you find it, it's a rush. Yeah. It's like a, um, it's a dopamine rush. Like you're looking and you're looking yeah. and you finally find them and you've put all this work into it. You were looking at topographical yeah. maps and you drove two hours and, uh, you plotted it out and you found the burn and hopefully there's not a whole bunch of other people there. A lot of times you like you go to an area and you think you're clever, but then there's there's like dozens of other people there living the same place as you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess and that's just yeah.
1: the way it goes. But sometimes you can find really uh, really isolated spots where no one else is willing to go. And that's when it's super fun. And it's just awesome to go like deep off trail. Like most of the hiking uh we do out here or I do at least is just going to be like on a trail somewhere mm-hmm. to a lake up in the mountains or it's going to be something like that and this is an opportunity to just fucking go yeah into the uncharted territories and just explore a little bit.
0: Yeah. I was thinking like Yeah, I, I mean I just like I don't like mushrooms period. Like ever see them on like salad or like pasta. I don't like them, but like yeah i'm just trying to i mean i guess it's maybe something like a four leaf clover where it's like there's nothing actually like great about it it's it's just a little green plant but it's i guess yeah like the dopamine well i've never found a four leaf clover but i imagine it's like i don't know for like me like, like finding podcast guests and then like i find one and then like i link it to the right subreddit or message group and then i you know if i if each episode averages like 40 views in like the first two days and then like i'll every once in a while i'll I'll just kind of like i'll feel like i like i just connect one and i'll get Uh like 200 and like a couple subscribers i average like a Uh subscriber every three days so if i get like an episode where there's like 300 views and like three subscribers in a day like that's huge and yeah definitely like on the surface it doesn't mean anything but for me there's definitely like a giant satisfying Dopamine, like I solved the puzzle, yeah. the mouse going through the yeah. maze, I got the cheese, like yeah it, yeah, I guess
1: yeah, there's, there's definitely some sort of uh, survival reward, uh, yeah, some sort of evolutionary psychology tied into it, and both of the, these things that we're talking about, whether you get more uh, more subscribers or you find a mushroom, it ties into that dopamine reward system. What a a weird thing.
0: What a a weird thing that is. It's like we don't even have to do it, but we're like seeking that reward. Yeah, there's something like deeply satisfying. You know, if you get it right the first time, nothing's really that great that you get right the first time. It's when you fuck it up a hundred times and then you finally nail it. And you're just like, I did the thing. But Yes. So... Can you sell these? Because when you when you were first telling me about them last time, I was thinking I was like, oh, these have to be like psychedelic, like because you go on this like hunt and you find them and it's like we've got the shaman flesh and you go back and take it and you have a divine interaction with God.
1: Some people do sell them, and actually, you know you're in the right spot if you see uh, a whole bunch of like rundown cars, because that means the migrant pickers are there. Uh. and and like a, a lot of other places the migrant pickers are his, uh like latinos and they they actually uh, would warrant their own documentary on their own i think this subculture of mushroom picking migrant workers and they start in california every year it starts somewhere in like mid to northern california and they'll start in the in the mountains and they just go out with their five gallon buckets and they send out scouts and everything. They have their more um, experienced people that are like the leaders of the group and they'll, they'll scout areas. And then if they, if, and I'm sure they know better than anyone uh, where they're growing. And then they'll just send out like teams of people. There might be between 40 and uh, like a hundred people will descend on this area and they just, head out into the forest with their five gallon buckets and collect the burn morels and those if you see those in stores and we'll see them around here in the northwest for sure and they're the burn morels because they're small and they'll even have like ash on them really yeah from the burn areas and uh, uh we've seen those guys out there before and um they can be a, a really good resource like if they're willing to talk to you about like where they're where they're growing or where they're going next i don't think they mind telling one person you know just like one gringo that's going to go and pick some sometimes they like to share but
0: yeah i feel like uh, other
1: times they they can be kind of drunk and sketchy and uh, i had a guy once that was like uh, he seemed really drunk and it was, like, back at camp, I think they were done for the day, and I was done for the day, too. And um, he was trying to, like, ask me how much I got and wanted to see in my bag and, and whatnot. And he was uh, – I could smell the alcohol on his breath, so I was just like, sorry, dude, got to go. Threw my bag in the car and drove off. But, yeah, fuck that. Um, About
0: to get killed yeah, for a bag but, of morels.
1: And they they start down there in uh, california and they just work their way north all the way up into british columbia until the season's over and uh, they just live that migrant worker life and then i don't know i think uh, one guy we talked to was lived in like san diego he was a a mexican guy but then the, i've met some other people that were like from texas And, uh, it's that migrant worker life,
0: man,
1: of of course that every, but anyone can go and pick apples, but I think it takes a special fella
0: to go get more Yeah. I I have this like, I have this imagery in my head that I know is based in no reality, but I like to imagine that they're like a bunch of gnomes, like really short gnomes. And maybe Uh they, they go out almost like they like sweep the forest kind of like elbow to elbow with little lanterns and they
1: generally do they they don't have uh lanterns but they have i mean basic the most basic necessities i always go out with a backpack full of food and like survival stuff and i have a gps on my phone uh so i don't i can at least find my way back to where i started even if i don't have cell reception um i use that that app uh map my run it's like it, it was bought up by um Under Armour, So they're like, they're, they own it now. But even if you don't have cell reception, it'll show you like kind of a line of where you've gone. Uh So I can always know, like I can cross back back to the, the right area or back to where I started. But then I'll see the, the migrant pickers out there and they just have like a bottle of water. That's like 16 ounces. And that's all they've got. Got a bottle of water. And uh, a bucket yeah, and that's it and sometimes they do get lost but not not very often and they send they go out Solo and they spread out and like sort of comb the yeah. forest, but they're not elbow to elbow I think they're like maybe within shouting distance
0: Yeah, and I'm, that's it. I'm creating this like whole fiction in my mind yeah uh-huh. some of them get lost and They're so deep in the forest that they have no choice, but to create their own little community so there are like yeah. <laughs> uncontacted morel hunting tribes out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, could happen out here, man. So are there like are there are there psychedelic mushrooms in the Pacific Northwest? Cuz I have no idea like I like mushrooms, oh. but now that I think about it, like I actually have no idea where where cubensis mushrooms actually grow.
1: Cubenzies uh are not do not grow wild around here. For the most part, they will, I have seen them grow outside, but that's only when people that were growing in their house, because that's the only way to really cultivate them around Mm -hmm. here is grow them indoors. Mm -hmm. But you, when, after you grow them, you take like the substrate and you can, most people just chuck it like out into a compost pile. And more than once I've seen them start growing outside on a compost pile. That's and it's awesome. kind of like, it, I thought those weren't supposed to grow here. They had to stay at like 75 to 80 degrees, and it's definitely not that warm here at night, especially earlier in the season. And, but I don't know, maybe they, they hybridized or mutated to grow outside, but they will do that a little bit, like just in the compost pile. Maybe the composting action uh, makes yeah, it warm enough for them.
0: Yeah, I don't know, some yeah, or organic but, exothermic shit. Are Cubensis yeah, they the only? also get Are Cubensis the only psychedelic? I don't know anything about them. I mean, like I've taken no, them. Problem. I don't know actually about like the mycology.
1: I would say uh, first of all, I did bring a couple of my reference materials to show you. Oh, awesome. Audience. This is called *Psilocybe Mushrooms of the World*. Is that McKenna? And it's one of the main. It's by Paul Stamets, and Paul oh. Stamets is one of. Yeah, the two main gurus when it comes to uh, mushrooms, and he's not just psychedelic mushrooms. This is a book specifically on psychedelic mushrooms, uh-huh. psilocybin to be specific. And uh, but he's just an all-around mushroom uh, guru. He yeah. wrote a really popular book called Mycelium Running.
0: He's been on Rogan.
1: It, it talks about how like uh, mushrooms can be used to clean up nuclear waste. And, <sighs> other amazing uh, things such as that
0: yeah he's but, been on uh, a, um, he's been on joe rogan twice right
1: yeah he's a total, total mushroom beast yeah and, uh, a wise man yeah. should be everyone's great uncle yeah uh, um
0: and then this Terrence. book
1: uh, is talking specifically about psilocybin, which is a, a psychoactive chemical that's found in mushrooms such as the cubenzies and which is probably the most popular kind in the world due to the fact that they're really easy to cultivate. I mean, relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, around here in Seattle growing wild, we have a kind of mushroom. It's called a cyanesin, and cyan is in the color blue because they, uh, they bruise blue and uh, they're a psilocyte mushroom. And there's also a, a very powerful, I think the most powerful psilocyte mushroom in the world, grows in this area, but more down in Oregon, uh, on the Oregon coast, like uh, areas like Astoria, which is famous for being the filming location of Goonies. And uh, out there, they have the Azuresin, which is uh, another name for blue, right? Cyan, mm-hmm. Azure. But those ones are the ones that are on the cover of the book right here. Okay. It's kind of dark. No, but, I can see it. Um, yeah and those ones these ones haven't bruised yet so there's no blue going on but they're kind of like this caramel color that's like the one of the trademark signs and then the white stem because there's a lot of mushrooms that look caramely on top mm-hmm. but that white stem is is one of the and in, in person it really pops mm-hmm. it's like oh that's that's it alright it's got that popping white stem and uh, those those are super um, powerful and the cyans are as well but Uh, when i look for them i just look for the cyans around seattle because uh, i'm in seattle already so it's easy to find them and they they like disturbed habitats like places that have had wood chips laid down recently so the easiest way to find those and you want to stay on public land so you don't get busted for trespassing so the city parks city parks they there we have a lot of parks and a lot of them are really vast and they'll wood chip trees like from even from within the park and there's actually certain codes around here where there's like it'll say seattle city park and it'll have bars like colored bars on the, the signs to the park and those, those it's actually it might just be hearsay or legend but i hear that those are codes oh, yeah. and like if it has a green bar i don't even look at this anymore but I heard back in the day that if it has a green bar, that means that they mulch from within the park, and then that'll be a really good area to go and look. But there's so many huge parks that if you just go walking through there, you'll find areas that have been wood chipped. And specifically, it's like birch trees, um, like those like soft, soft wood, uh, like white bark trees um, that really create uh, a perfect environment for cyanescence so how the, how it goes basically is to just during the season i keep my eye out like at all times if i go for a jog or something i'm kind of like <laughs> like looking around for them and then that's how i, I usually find them uh, it's kind of rare that i actually find them when i go and look for them though it does happen more and more uh these years as i i've just gotten better at it i guess But, um, and sometimes me and a buddy or two will go looking, we'll we'll go out some morning and go to like certain areas and like the U District um, near the University of Washington for whatever reason. Uh, That area and that campus, you just start looking around, look for areas that have wood chips on the ground, and then you'll see some mushrooms and peek around. And at this point, like I've been doing it long enough where like I just see the cap and it's pretty much 90% accuracy. Within one second or two seconds of seeing the cap, I'm like, boom! There's some right there.
0: And those and are then, those are psychedelic ones.
1: Yep, those are the ones that we're we're looking for at that time. The azure or the the essence and then uh, I pick them, and then I don't really get to take them as I do enjoy ingesting them, but for the most part, I'll just give them away. Mm-hmm. And you know, like people do sell them. I used to buy them off people that way, but. Uh, I don't need the money and I'm not uh, I'm not just going to be out there like who, who am I going to sell them to yeah. anyway yeah. I'm going to be like hey man want to buy some mushroom
0: yeah. Yeah. Bush- not Bush-
1: my lifestyle at this point I just take them and, and have as much fun as I can or just give them away in jars to people that are interested in having some
0: yeah I remember in college it was like It's very hard to find even at I was at UGA which at the time was the number one party school in the nation and even then it was hard to find mushrooms you could find anything else you wanted mushrooms were always like you had to start if you wanted them it was like start asking around and like through the pipeline you might find them in like a couple months it was like I know a guy my cousin's girlfriend's roommate and it's like you couldn't just find it. it wasn't just like weed?
1: I think if if you made friends with some people with dreads,
0: One of my old roommates. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's right. You had you had dreads, but uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have with... have dreads. Oh, you didn't?
0: No, my roommate did. I had yeah. long, long hair. Yeah. I didn't have dreads. My okay. roommate had. Oh, okay. Dreads. I
1: misunderstood what you said last time. No, oh, no. But if you, I I think if you make friends with the hippies, yeah. you'll find mushrooms.
0: Yeah, yeah. You'll find them a lot. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they always are. Uh, I I don't know about. I think. Uh, you could probably definitely find, um, uh, what is that? Uh, Q Yeah. Cause they will grow in the, in the South. Yeah. And those are the, the classic cow patty, cow pasture yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. Cause they'll grow off the cow patties and, uh, and down in the South, it's warm enough. I know like Florida. So Georgia's got to be in, on that list too. And yeah. like places like, uh, Costa Rica, Mexico. Cake sauce.
0: Yeah, it's. It was, I think it was Duncan Trussell that was like, "Why the fuck do like Indian people worship cows?" And he's like, "And then I did mushrooms, and I found out mushrooms grow on cow patties." And I was like, "Oh, that's why they worship cows." <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: Well, the the that the is actually from Africa because so are cows.
0: And I guess everything is. That's
1: and that's why that's why they grow there. So it's not going to be it's not going to be pre European influence. Yeah. But, you know yeah i'm sure the uh the europeans would take that and be like that's the devil that's, that's the, the devil for sure yeah but then the native populations will be like this this is god yeah this is god, is right
0: yeah. Here. This is god. Mm-hmm. yeah us white people were like can we put how much money can we make what do you mean it dissolves societal structures ban it yep. you heathen exactly. burn them at the stake exactly. yeah do you so yeah. I, yeah if you read paul stem it's do you ever read any um I've I only only read one of his books, Terence McKenna, Food of the Gods.
1: Yeah, I'm f- I'm familiar with Terence' his work. I've never actually sat down and read one of his books, but yeah. I've uh, I've listened to like long interviews, yeah. like two hour long interviews yeah. and stuff. You can get lost. He's a in classic.
0: He, he is, is
1: d- a total classic for sure. But uh, most of his stuff for me these days would be just preaching to the choir, yeah. echo chamber, yeah.
0: and stuff. Yeah, no, I've. I've ninety nine point nine percent of my like interaction with is all yeah, lectures and stuff. But mm-hmm. I remember I, I I read his his book, Food of the Gods, in like two thousand and fourteen. Mm-hmm. It's the only one of his books I've read. But it's it's really interesting. His like theory on like how we're like we were like a maternal civilization. Like very like loving. It was like it was like no one wore clothes it was all very like you know loving more kind of like and granted it's all idyllic and who the fuck can actually verify any of this but it was his idea was that there was like a way in which they were storing these mushrooms for future use and one of the methods they were using and they like inadvertently discovered like um like fermentation like how to make alcohol and so they went to would get these mushrooms and they had at some point somewhere in history it was only like a matter of like it was just like the odds eventually one of them would like drink this thing they had created thinking it was mushrooms and instead they discovered alcohol and like and for Terrence you kind of have to like you know as you know you kind of have to entertain like what you're listening to it's it's you know it's, yeah. it's all out there but his idea was that when they accidentally discovered fermentation however many thousands of years ago they would drink it get drunk and that is what started the like flip between this like idyllic society that may or may not have ever existed and turned into like the paternal society and his term is the dominator complex and it's where we turned into this like I have the most kids, look at my village, I have a castle, I have spears. And it was like, we went from being entertained by just like spirit and the stars and nature to this much quicker gratification fueled by alcohol. And that's what led to us. That's what led to technological evolution It's like we started to find satisfaction and like dopamine we were just talking about. Instead of like, oh, look how wonderful life is. Instead, it was like, I have this spear. Well, let's let's make a sharper spear. Let's make a better arrow. And it just led to one thing to the next. And fast forward five thousand years, and now it's like we have a space force. Do you have a space force? And it's like it just is accelerated to that. My iPhone's even bigger than yours. Like it's
1: could be, man.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, mean uh, who fucking knows? Was,
1: was McKenna? Um, I think it was his the Stone Age yep. theory. Uh
0: huh yeah leaving I the forest
1: and if, if there's this alex gray painting um you mm-hmm. know alex gray
0: yeah i know what you're talking he's,
1: about you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. it's the caveman with yeah with the mushroom and he's like uh yeah he's like discovering speech yeah. while on the mushroom yeah i like that theory as a. Uh, i yeah. don't know if there's has any basis in science who but, cares yeah. it's awesome I love the theory.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i love that one too yeah i I think Bill Hicks had the bit. He was like, man, I think mushrooms pushed evolution more than anything. He does his little, he's like, <laughs> and it's like these chimps oh, yeah. and they find a mushroom and they're like, they slowly sit back and then they look, look up at the moon and they're like, let's go to the moon. <laughs> and It's like, fast forward to 1969, landed on the moon.
1: I've got a, a guy, I I trade him cyanesin mushrooms for compost. Oh yeah? He, he's got the bomb compost. Yeah. It's like pure horse manure. Hell yeah. Compost. And I'll trade him like a, a nice jar of, uh, of that for a yard of compost.
0: Nice. But that's my man.
1: kind of exchange for mushrooms.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll
1: show you a couple other resources here. Sure. One, you might find this kind of cute. This is a mushroom hunting knife. Okay. And you've got your uh, your thing there. It's I guess it's supposed to be good for kind of like – when you pinch it off, you can pinch it towards the blade there. Sure. And then on one side, it's got this little brush that folds out, so you can th- 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 clean up your mushroom. And then this is my own little adaptation. I put it on a retractable oh. line, cause it's really easy to leave your knife behind. Sure. For it, cause for whatever that's reason, awesome, it's really easy to leave anything behind, but that's the mushroom hunting knife. And then this is sort of uh, the other main mushroom guru is this guy named David Aurora. And this is like the phone book, the encyclopedia of mushrooms, mushrooms demystified.
0: Jesus Christ, it's
1: a serious book. Yeah, it's got it's got it's basically the encyclopedia. You it know? looks it's like a physician's
0: desk desk reference.
1: Yeah, and it's just got this little section of colored photographs in the middle there. The rest of it's all just black and white, like encyclopedic just style. Dense. And uh, he's got the this other book um called uh all that the rain promises and more and it's it's like a pocket guide with a key and everything and it's about this big and it fits like in your back pocket of your jeans or whatever and i don't really need that book anymore so i think i've given it away as a gift probably a dozen times and i gave away my last copy because at this point i know of all the edibles that i'm looking for around here i know what they look like mm. And uh, if I'm going into the forest, I don't need it anymore either, because I I know what I'm looking for. And if I want to identify something, I'll bring it back and look it up in the big book. Yeah. But uh, it's this funny book. It's got this goofy guy on the front uh, with holding a trumpet. And he's also got like chanterelles. He's like in a tuxedo. And the story behind the picture was like he was a, a concert trumpetist, trumpeter, whatever you call those guys and uh he had, they had some time and there was like forested area nearby so he went took his for uh, his trumpet out there to warm up and go for a walk and he found a bunch of morels or not morels uh chanterelles so he's got an armful of chanterelles and his trumpet and he's in a tuxedo and he's just a crazy goofy looking guy
0: that's awesome so a
1: lot a lot of people think that is david aurora on the cover but it's not it's just some goofy trumpeter guy
0: <laughs> goofy motherfucker out there it's serenading. a timeless
1: photo. It belongs on the front for sure. But
0: that's all. Awesome. That's the
1: other main book, and it, it'll even reference like if it has a little bit in there about chanterelles, it'll also say like DM page two fifty six to two fifty eight for more information. And that's what uh, this referred to the uh, MDM. I mean, yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Mushrooms demystified. Mushrooms demystified.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Do you think? isn't is it colorado that that legalized or denver that legalized psilocybin or decriminalized it recently i believe
1: so i believe so it's it's happening i keep a. it's the foothold people will even send me like little bits about it like it's hey the, they're put it's on the it's on the docket for like uh
0: the foothold you
1: know, it's yeah it's in boston or where i don't know about that but there was somewhere on the east coast uh, a friend just sent me the other day that they were it was on, on the the docket to be decriminalized in some major city. Like little by little, man it's just it's the, the foot in the, I door. Heard that the, uh, the It's it of all the um substances, it's the least likely to have a, a call to the emergency room.
0: Oh yeah. Well don't you need to eat something like it's like something like fifteen hundred pounds of mushrooms, you'd have to eat fifteen hundred pounds in sixty minutes. Yeah.
1: There is no, there is no lethal dose. Yes, yeah. it would kill you. Yeah, mushroom.
0: it's like the thing that yeah. would kill you and, is and, the uh, fifteen hundred pounds in your stomach. It would blow you open. And,
1: yeah, exactly. And people are are more likely to call nine one one on edible mm. marijuana. Yeah.
0: than and
1: they are mushrooms. Yeah, and mushrooms don't for freak whatever you out. reason. Yeah, and uh, I mean you, they can be out of your mind like ego crazy but for um, whatever reason people don't feel the need to call 911 as much as they do with eating too many pot cookies Yeah, which can be quite uncomfortable that for can sure be, I do not that like can be really eating, uncomfortable I do not like eating cannabis
0: that's but, yeah it can, it, that can be too much. too much that can be yeah that can be uncomfortable yeah. psilocybin yes. I'm, in my limited experience i found that like the higher the dose goes it's yeah everything just starts to dissolve like even like yeah like forgetting how to type and it's like what are the i remember looking at my phone and like looking at the like the little letters on the this on the the keyboard and i was like what do what do these mean it was like hieroglyphics it was like i literally have to go by like muscle memory i'd start I like put my thumbs on it and just kind of like let it happen i'd be like oh yeah okay but like looking at all the, like the little letters and symbols it was just like uh-huh. might as well have been reading cuneiform yeah. yeah i feel like i feel like if mushrooms just gets it's like foot in the that's what i was doing earlier if it can just just get its foot in the door that yeah. is that is exciting because it's like approaching the event horizon of a black hole. It's like, no, I don't know what's going to happen after if these become, like, widely available. Dude, that is... That's what shit yeah, starts to get it, weird.
1: When I was in Amsterdam, you could buy them at the head shops, and uh, that seemed kind of crazy to me, but they seem to be just fine with it
0: well yeah in
1: amsterdam like society didn't crumble because you could go and buy mushrooms yeah. at a store
0: no society is always fine when countries decriminalize everything everything's fine people are adults
1: actually went i went to amsterdam in 2007 mm-hmm. and a friend and i that i was traveling with we bought um, a package of they were uh hawaiian essence and uh, we split a pack of them, and it was they were so strong. They were just like out of out of our minds strong. We could still kind of walk around and stuff. And in fact, like as they were coming on, we went to the Van Gogh Museum. Oh, nice! And it was such a trip, my friend. That is one of the, the trippiest experiences of my lifetime for sure.
0: That sounds Walking insane. Walking
1: through the Van Gogh Museum That's... and just trying not to be like,
0: yeah, yeah, like... You're just getting goofy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: just like okay keep it cool man keep it cool just to look at the painting yeah
0: yeah i've always wanted to take them um, and go visit like a historical site and i don't mean like a boston courthouse i mean like the great pyramids or something i've always wanted to go like yeah. walk walk like ancient like the. i love to take mushrooms and go like sit next to the sphinx
1: that would be that would be something that would sure. be
0: insane it's you ever read um or i guess seen the movie what you know watchmen no yeah
1: oh. i've never seen
0: that one. Oh, well, in the book it, it's like it's a gra- graphic novel but like the really smart guy ozyman, ozyman is that
1: stephen king
0: no it's um oh i was thinking it's, it's someone more rich mort i don't know um okay. but uh yeah the really smart guy who's like the richest guy in the world like self-made he goes on he's like obsessed with alexander the great and one of the things he does towards like his parents die when he's young and he inherits like a billion dollars but he gives it all away because he wants to build his own fortune and he does it because he's brilliant but one of the things he does is like he goes to like the middle east or something and like the final leg of his like self-discovery journey is eating like a ball of hashish and mushrooms and like walking amongst like the desert in egypt or something he's like i spoke to generations of dead kings and was touched by god <laughs> and just shows him he's like naked under the stars, screaming then <laughs> he like comes back to society and builds a corporation <laughs> but yeah man dude steve jobs took lsd and said it was one of the most influential days of his life
1: absolutely man yeah it can, it can be a very powerful like a like a gun i've warned people before about more specifically about lsd is that it can be like a shotgun it can take your life. It can save your life. It can take your life, it can blow your mind or it can blow your head off.
0: How, how do you, <laughs> how do you mean like, like bad, like yep. yeah, implosion?
1: Um, mostly, uh, I like to share this, this, uh, two instances that happened within a couple weeks of each other. Okay. It was a long time ago when I was in my earlier twenties and, uh, um, I was taking psychedelics a lot and it was like the answer to everything. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just take psychedelics going to a movie. Let's take psychedelics. Yeah. Going on a hike? Let's take psychedelics. Got problems. Psychedelics having a good time. Psychedelics. psychedelics. Yeah. And so, um, I was living with my girlfriend at the time and her brother was living on the other side of the country and his, he was in a marriage out there and, uh, it dissolved and he was having a real rough time like suicidal he was feeling suicidal so she was like don't do anything like that come out here live and live with us in seattle you can just sleep we had a one bedroom so it was like sleep in the living room until you find a place just come out here and start a new life so that's what he did and after he was with us for like a couple weeks we were like you should take some of this and it was lsd and so we did that and he had an amazing time and he'd never taken i think he'd had a little bit of mushrooms before something like that but he'd never like really had a had a heroic dose like a real cleansing Mm -hmm. trip before and so he got totally cleansed and then uh within the next couple of weeks he came out as gay to everyone and that it just like started his life over and like uh awesome. started living his, his true life and now he's he's doing good and
0: that's he awesome has a, man
1: uh, lu- a, lu- a lucrative tech job and that's is doing awesome great. and then on other on yeah but then that's thought, that's the uh save, save your thought,
0: life i thought you were gonna like, say and then a couple weeks later he shot himself I was expecting that. I was like, yeah. Oh no,
1: no, thankfully, no, but, That's awesome. um, another friend, uh, it was just like a f- couple months later. Another friend was, uh, it was around Thanksgiving and our friend was had also was in a marriage that was less than a year old and his wife cheated on him and, uh, he was in a real bad place. They were getting a divorce Pitches. and, um, I didn't have like a a tie me down kind of job at the time. So, and my girlfriend was in college. So we were like, he's alone on the holidays. Let's drive down there and like spend it with him, go on an epic road trip. uh, You're not in school. And so we got in the car and headed down to California and uh, picked up our friend and we went to Big Sur and we got a, um, like a, um, I don't know, rented a cabin type place. It was a super idyllic setting. And then we all took LSD and then my friend like had a freak out. And it was like 12 hours of be- um, me being super high and trying to like bring him back into a positive or at least neutral space. He yeah. was in like a dark, dark, all the trauma of his lifetime collapsing down all around him all at once headspace and it was uh it, and i thought like he might hurt himself you know it, it was it was rough and that's rough enough by itself but then i was super high at all at the same time so it was like within a short amount of time you had both things like the LSD lifted up one person and like made them uh, helped get their life on the right track all in within one like powerful trip and then on the other side it just like became the the straw that broke the camel on the other side of the coin and that was a a very powerful lesson like whoa like this is Um, and it can save you or it can kill you and it didn't kill my friend luckily he's okay now um but uh i think one of the main things with that with the bad experience was he was coming off of antidepressants. Yeah. He was on like mood stabilizing type, uh, SSRIs. And he, he just stopped taking them like abruptly. And, uh, so I always, I don't think I've given people like a dose like that ever, ever since I've given, I've given people mushrooms or traded them and just handed them off. But I always tell people with anything psychedelic like that, that, um, you should be in a good place. You don't necessarily—it's not required because, like, it can help you sort things out. But like, if you're on antidepressants, coming off antidepressants, or if you feel like you're in a real um, unstable place where you might lose control, it's not a, not a no, good idea. It could be dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, get get uh, into a more balanced headspace before you do anything drastic, like take a heroic dose of mushrooms or any other psychoactive substance. Yeah,
0: I used to naively had this view that they were always good for everyone all the time any occasion it can it can cure you because I took them at the end of college and it made me realize that I was not happy going the idea of going to medical school I really wasn't happy with the way my life was going and it was very it was a very good glowing experience for me it was like oh I need to go find what I like fast forward seven years and i'm still on that journey of deciding this is in 2013 i'm still finding you know i like the podcast but it took six years to figure out what that point is, is that was a very good experience for me it's but i now as i'm older i'm like oh this isn't like a blanket i was all like this is the best if you have a problem just take it and as i've gotten older i'm like I read more and more about different cases and stuff and it's like dude if you're someone that's yeah you're not in an entirely like like where i was i was in a bad place in that i was not happy with what i was doing but aside from that it was like i was a 4.0 student i was in great shape paying all my bills getting ready for med school had a girlfriend like i was a balanced person just was not happy with where my life was going it was like, oh, I'm gonna go to go start a life I don't want to live and so for me I took them in a quote bad spot and they helped me get out but like yeah. true bad spots were like You Like you don't have it all together. Like you can't hold down a job. You can't hold down relationships like your sleeps fucked up It's you're on different shit yeah, that could very well be the straw that breaks the camel's back
1: yeah i've taken them in bad spots before and and it really was uh was helpful but like i wasn't suicidal or anything that i think that's really what i mean by yeah. a bad spot like, i could see somebody if they were suicidal taking a whole bunch and then just being like nothing you know kind nothing, of yeah, nothing's real with, like, that ego death nothing's real i could just Jump off this building now yeah, and yeah. Uh, I could throw my head off, but yeah. it seems like that could happen. Though I don't, I've never heard of that happening. Even though that's like the folklore, like urban myth, is yeah. like they took LSD and jumped off the roof because they thought they could fly. Yeah. So I think it goes without saying, kind of goes back to that Bill Hicks thing. If you're if you're on psychedelics and you think you can fly, try to take, take off. Take
0: it from the ground first.
1: Take it off from the ground. You don't Test see it.
0: birds taking the elevator. Try it from the ground, yeah. asshole. Yeah. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. Yeah. For, yeah.
1: for me, I was in when I first took mushrooms. I was in like my early twenties, and uh, I was like, "Wow, this is fun and beautiful. I love it." And then did it again, and it was like this is so much fun. Me and all my friends having so much fun. We yay. Yeah. And then I took it like I think the third time. I had this like bad trip where it, it was like all my shadows were like looming over me. All my bad decisions. All my bad habits. All. So, all my, uh, tendencies to, to be dishonest or whatever yeah. and yeah. were over me. And I was like, Oh man, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. And then eventually this, just the, the night it went by and I was like, well, that sucked. That wasn't fun. And then, uh, some months went by and then I took them again and was like, okay, let's give it another shot. It should be fun again this time. And then like almost immediately it was like over it, me it came again. back again. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sit here and, like, ruin my whole night for, like, four hours or five hours and just, like, uh, hide from my shadows. I'm going to turn and face them yeah. and be like, come at me, motherfucker, like every last one of you. And it was really powerful. Yeah. And I found mm-hmm. out I kind of uh, saw how I, I had a cynical nature that was lingering from my teenage years mm-hmm. that was really, like, holding me back from enjoying a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, even just simple things, nature, certain kinds of music, could be like, no, nah, I don't like that music because it's not intelligent. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, or, like, yeah. You know, and it just got me like more in touch, almost with like a childlike um, kind of purity. purity and optimism. Yeah, I've, uh, tried to carry with me ever since.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you can, yeah. I mean, it can definitely, like, like you say, like I don't know I don't know of anyone that ever took it, and then you know, what are the other like? Folklore is like he peeled his skin off because he thought he was an orange. Like, that's dude, that's some like drug scare shit. I could yeah. see if you were suicidal, but then again, I wouldn't be drinking alcohol either if I if you were suicidal. Like, th- th- you probably shouldn't be doing anything, nothing to yeah. exaggerate your mindset. But you were just saying, facing got a couple, three more minutes, but yeah, facing your shadows. If you can, yeah, if, if you can get to a spot where it's like, oh, this darkness is creeping up. If you can, like, summon the courage to, like, yeah, face the shadows. And you're right, come at me every last one of you. Like, I'll fight to the death, last stand. What? Oh, and, yeah. um. My me?
1: daughters just came in. Oh, I thought you were telling to me
0: to be quiet. Oh, I was like, okay, right. sorry. sorry. No. Um, yeah, if you can, like, get that courage to, like, face the monster, it can be beautiful. It can really be, like,. Because I found like the monster isn't there to like scare you for the sake of scaring you. Like the monster, the monster wants you to overcome this. So it's not like if you face it and try to address your problems, it's not gonna like try to fuck you up. It it want it's like a tutor or something. Like it wants you to do well. It wants you to pass. But like Why? it's gonna scare you with the idea of an F on your test until you come and approach it. It wants you to get an A. And if yeah, you're right. If you can face it, that is where you can have lasting effects for years and years and years. That's what my trip was in 2013. It was it was just like you are capable of like working very hard and getting what you want. But it was like, like you said, it was like, I had this like dark view of the world. It was like unless I have to work hard and like I don't enjoy it, then it's not worth doing. Like I got to become a doctor because it's difficult and unenjoyable. And it was like like the the overwhelming like feeling or not even voice but just like message i kept getting was like like it's okay to like it's okay to love like it's okay to be happy like you can work towards it and make it something awesome and that's what i think this podcast is but it was like not not everything has to be i was often like what you just said i was like like that's silly. Why are you doing that? You should be studying. You should be working hard. You should be getting ready. Don't you know that? You know most of the world doesn't have clean drinking water. Like, stop watching TV. Keep yeah. Equity. Yeah. Keep yeah for uh, Bill Hicks. Look at my furrows of worry. <laughs> my bank account. Yeah. This has to be yeah. real. That's what me and my friend used to say after we'd be like, man, man. Remember those furrows of worry? Big. If we'll still text each other five years later, we'll be like, you know, be like a picture of like a CEO. We'll be like, yo, dude. Look at those furrows and I'll be like, ah, terminal case of the furrows. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was that's what I got out of it. We are right at five o'clock my time, two PM your time. To wrap this All bitch right, up. Homie. Thanks for stepping in, man. It's uh Yeah. I really appreciate it. It's always it.
1: good to talk to and I love talking about mushrooms and Fuck yeah. psychedelics. And I'll say if anybody has any questions about Mushrooms, I'm not like a I know Paul Stamets or David Aurora, but uh, we can continue the conversation in the comments below. I'll check out the the youtube uh, page from time to time and if anybody's got questions I'll, um for me hell yeah. I'll try to answer
0: hell yeah, yeah man and uh we'll save we'll save the next episode for uh for ayahuasca
1: all right. All right, man.
0: Thank you so much for stepping in, dude. It means the world to me. I've, yeah, people bailed, and then no one will fill in. In the clutch. Thank you, my friend.
1: i had the af- the uh, afternoon open, so I was like, fucking, hey, let's do it.
0: Fuck yeah, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Uh, Stay safe. Take care. Next time. All right, man. Peace. Peace.